morning, everybody. Am I glad to have you all this morning? Yes, Jim, you are right. The best book to read is the Bible. The best book to read is the Bible. If you read it every day, it will help you on your way. Oh, the best book to read is the Bible. One more time. The best book to read is the Bible. The best book to read is the Bible. If you read it every day, it will help you on your way. Oh, the best book to read is the Bible. Thank you. Thank you, Sari. Thank you. Yes, Jim. Pastor. Happy Mother's Day and Happy Woman's Day. That's wonderful. The Lord has blessed us with godly mothers and godly women. And we are so grateful the Lord has blessed so much so that the history of the world changed because of the godly mothers and godly women. What a privilege. What a privilege. So this is the day the Lord has made. We are here to rejoice and to be glad in the Lord. Now, before we get further in the B-I-B-L-E and how to study, let us look to the Lord and ask God to bless our time. Almighty God, our gracious, loving Father, what a privilege, Lord, that you have brought us in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. I thank you for each person, those who are here this morning, as we get into your word, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Break us, mold us, melt us, and fill us so we might be used for the glory of your kingdom. We love you, Lord, because you loved us first in Christ's name we pray. Amen. We are very happy to have you all this morning. And uh, I believe the Lens is here with us. And we welcome Lens from Colorado. You know, friends, last Lord's Day, I promised you that I will give you guideline. Any, everybody got this paper? If you do not, please raise, raise your hand. This paper, okay, good enough. So this is what I told you last Lord's Day, that get the notebook, I just have mine, notebook, and when you read a chapter, then ask this question. What new thing have I learned today? Write down. Is there a command for me to obey? Third question you need to ask, is there any example? Uh, is there an example for me to follow? Is there an error for me to avoid? Is there sin for me to forsake? Is there promise for me to claim? And the last question, is there a new thought about God himself? So when you read the Bible, these are the questions you need to ask and then answer in your own way. And you will be surprised, friends, I challenge you, that at the end of the month, you go back and survey. 
what is the understanding of the word of God in your own personal life, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. So this is my heart's desire, and I'm sure Pastor Marty agree with me that this is, ought to be the desire of every believer because this is the textbook for godly people. And we all want to grow. You know, when the Lord brought the children in your life, that was your heart's desire, that they grow. When they don't grow, you are concerned about them. Probably you would consult the, the reputable pediatrician and find out what is the problem with my child. And you're concerned about that. And you're worried about that. You ought to be. How about Heavenly Father? When he has given you spiritual birth, he also wants you to grow spiritually, mature spiritually, think biblically, act biblically, because we are living in a time when they're looking for some kind of example. We have no role model in a society. Society is a big vacuum. And friends, we as believers, we are the light and the salt. God has kept us in this world. So if you grow spiritually, Heavenly Father will be pleased. This is what my son, I'm, I'm pleased with my son. I'm pleased with my daughter. And that ought to be, friends, in our personal life. So this is my heart's desire that you grow spiritually. Now, question is, how to know the Bible? How to know the Bible? As we have been looking last four Lord's Day about the Bible is God's book. It is the revelation of God Almighty. It is God's love letter to his own redeemed people. And nobody can understand unless the Spirit of God helps you to understand. So when you get on your knees to study the Bible, or read the Bible, spirit of the truth, open my eyes, open my understanding. Because otherwise I will never understand. Now remember, the natural man cannot comprehend the things of the spirit of God, right? First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. So the Bible is not for the unreading people. Bible is for the redeemed people because the unreading people will never understand. Only the redeemed people, because they have a spirit of Christ dwelling in them. Dwelling in them. So remember that. So Bible is the revelation of God. God has written his own word for his own people. So the Bible is the only rule we have for life. Bible is the only rule we have in life. Secondly... The Bible is the only standard we have for conduct and behavior. Bible is the only standard we have for con conduct and behavior. It is the only authority for the redeemed people. Bible is the authority. When you come under the roof of this church, the authority is the Bible. Not Pastor Marty, not me, only God's word. And you know, my friends, how many people were born on the stake because they said Bible is the authority of the church. Brothers, we are trading where the saints have trod. So we are living in a time 
where the authority of Bible is challenged. And how many churches are watering down the scripture so they would not offend people. Friends, those who need to be offended, let them be offended. I would rather offend people for telling the truth and not telling the truth and go to hell and I'm responsible for their blood. I don't want that. I don't want that. So, we are here not to water down. We are here not to compromise. We are here to say, thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Having said this, uh, let me go back and get into our study for today. <clears throat> if a person hearts, listen to this, if the person's hearts reads, studies, memorizes, and then meditates on the Bible, his grasp, his grasp of, his, of, of his truth becomes firm. And they are part of his life. Now, let me tell you how thumb is important in the, in the, in the whole spectrum of, or, the, or, the, uh, or the fingers. If the thumb is cut off, then the fingers become helpless. Are you there with me? Okay. So, at the, at the thumb is needed in the combination with any finger to complete your hold. So meditation combined with hearing, reading, studying, and memorizing are essential for full grasp of God's word. You understand? There are five things. As five fingers God has given us, thumb is very important. Thumb speaks about meditation. Meditations. There are five words I want. If you have a pen or pencil or paper, I will go to give you next week printout. So just hang on. There are five words I want you to remember. Hear. Secondly, read. Third, study. Fourth, memorize. And fifth, meditate. These are the five fingers to grow spiritually. I'm going to say it again. Thank you. I'm going 120 miles. Again, here. Here is the very important word. Now, oh boy. Excuse me. <coughs> How does faith comes? By hearing the word of God. <coughs> Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So hearing of the word of God is very, very important. Hearing the word of God. Secondly, Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. 
Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Read loudly, friend, if somebody found it. Amen. Thank you, Mike. This is wonderful. Blessed is the one who read. That is Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. So when, if you want to be blessed, read. If you want to be blessed, read. Then the third word is study. Study. You know, there were a group of people. Paul came to Thessalonica. And after three Sabbath, Paul had to move on because Judaizers were following Paul. They were after him. So Paul had to move from Thessalonica to Berea. Remember? In Acts chapter 17. And what is recorded about the Berean believers? What are, what are the words written? Turn with me to Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. Acts 17, 11. Read loudly. Acts 17, verse 11. Amen. How wonderful it is when you people, every Sunday, you come in the house of God, pastor preaches the truth and word, what is your responsibility? Go home and check it out whether pastor spoke truth or not. That was, the, that was the Berean people were doing. When Paul was preaching, they went back and searched the scripture whether it was truth or not. What does it say that? They had a spiritual thirst to grow. As a result of that, you remember what happened? Aquila and Priscilla were trained under Paul, Acts chapter 18 in Corinth. Because they were the tent-making business, Paul joined with them and Paul uh, mentored them. So when Alexander from, uh, Apollos from Alexander came, who went to guide them? Aquila and Priscilla. They were the best student of Paul. Because they learned under Paul, when Apollos were off the track from the scripture, because he, you read Acts chapter 18 to 20, 21, you will find out what I'm saying to you. It is very, very important that you study the scripture. Take time to study. If you want to grow, remember Hearing the word of God is essential. Reading the Bible, not only when pastor is asking, will you please turn 1 John chapter 4 and then you close the book and it's gone. No, you have to open it. When you go home, open and read. So hearing, reading, studying and memorizing. This is the fourth finger, memorizing. It is very, very, very important. You know, friends, we were taught, when we, when we were become born-again believers, I got saved in 1967. So I'm 50 years old now, spiritually. We were taught to memorize the scripture. Mem memorize the scripture. Friends, let me tell you, I never, ever regretted. I always wrote the scripture 
when I'm reading the Bible, I write down what Bible verse impresses the most. Every Bible verse, but personally, I write down and keep the card. In the college, when I have spare time, I pull it out and read. Pull it out, read. And my friends, I never use computer. I'm illiterate. But everything is here. It will never be erased. It will never be erased. If I need to pull it out, Spirit of the Lord brings it out and never malfunctioned. It's always up to date. Up to date. Practice. Memorize. David, in Psalm 119, verse 9 says, How can the young man keep himself pure? How can young man keep himself pure? What is the answer? Turn with me. Thank you. Turn with me to Psalm 119, verse 11. Psalm 119, verse 11. Hallelujah. Hide thy word in my heart that I may not sin against God. How can the young man keep himself pure? By hiding the word of God. Hiding the word of God. The spirit of the truth bring it out whenever the temptation come. You know... When I think of Joseph, go back to Genesis chapter, I don't want you to turn, Genesis chapter 30, 39, 38, 39. Joseph was a young man, away from, parents, away from his father and brothers. He did not have the Bible. He did not have a church. He did not have a youth fellowship. He did not have any kind of spiritual where he can grow spiritually, but what his dad told him about God, he has hidden in his heart. So when the Potiphar, Mrs. Potiphar, tried to allude Joseph, hey, the culture is there, Joseph, why don't you? Every day she would do that. And Joseph had enough. So what did he say? How can I sin against God? How can I sin against? Sin is always against God. How do you know? When you hide the word of God, the word of God bring that truth in your life. Young man, when you go to the colleges, this will be the great tool to remember. So reading Hearing, reading, studying, memorizing, and meditating. Oh, this is the wonderful thing. Psalm number one, turn with me, please. Psalm number one, verse one, two, chapter one, verse two and three. Meditate. 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 Somewhere. But is the way, isn't the law 
Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Wonderful. He meditates. You know what is the word meditate stands for? In our own understanding, chewing the word and digest. Chewing the word. That's why it's very, very important. That's why these seven questions are very important. So you chew. Properly chew, otherwise in digestion take place. Chew. And if you don't understand, pastor is here. I am here to help you. I help you. So you have a proper understanding of God's word. Proper understanding. Meditate. So these are the five fingers, and the thumb is very important. So when you have five fingers, you can hold the Bible, and nobody can snatch from you. Nobody can snatch from your hand. You understand, friends? This is very practical. If you, if you hold the Bible with just two fingers, enemy can snatch right away. But if you hold this like this, nobody can. Five fingers are very, very important. So keep that in mind, that hearing, reading, studying, memorizing, meditating, practice, practice. And you will never, never regret. Okay, now, the next question, why know the Bible? Why know the Bible? There are five reasons, five reasons that you must know the Bible. First words, I want you to turn 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. This is very basic. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Study yourself. Why? To approve God. It is so beautiful. So beautiful. You know, how often we would like our life to be approved by somebody else. How about God? Whom we have to stand before and give an account? Does God approve my lifestyle? Does God approve what I do? Does God approve what I say? How do I know? Paul writes, and he was writing to young Timothy, who was a pastor in Ephesus. So Paul is telling Timothy, Study yourself, approved unto God. So the workman needed not to be ashamed, but handling the word of God correctly. You know, my friends, when I stand behind the sacred desk, this verse always comes to my mind. When I'm preaching, will it be approved by God? Do I handle the word of God correctly? Do I handle the word of God correctly? 
It's so important. So why is to know the Bible? So we can approve our lifestyle. Imagine, my friends, husband, wife. If they do that, oh, I tell you, heaven will come down in their home. You know why? Because the children see that dad and mom's life approved just by the word of God. Secondly, why know the Bible? Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Thank you, Betty. Thank you. Why to know the Bible? So you grow. The word is miracle grow. Are you with me? The word of God is miracle grow. Miracle grow. Peter was writing the believers who were scattered who are going immense persecutions pastor Peter advising his congregation no matter what you're going through only thing will help you to go through when you grow in your salvation you can handle it you can handle it grow you know my friends when the child is born, the first requirement is stick, meat, or milk. Milk. The word of God is milk. The word of God is milk. Now, have desire for the truth of God's word is very basic, my friends. You know, sometimes I wonder when people don't read the Bible, Really, I wonder whether they truly have been born by the Spirit of God. Because if a person, if the child is born, then if child doesn't have a desire for the milk, you wonder whether what is wrong with the child. In a spiritual realm, if a person is genuinely saved, then he would desire, desire not for coffee or breakfast, but for the word of God. You know, my friends, I'm not bragging, but all humility I say this, that when I got saved in 1967, I made the covenant with my God that my first Two and a half hours are yours before I do anything. I wake up at 2.45 every morning and spend time with my father. My father. I commute with him. I, I just want to be with him more and more. Before I give my hug to my wife, I have a hug from my father. What a joy. What a joy. Then I'm ready to face the day. I'm not the casualty of the hour. 
I am the victor of the hour because of God. You know, it takes discipline, my friends. You have to sacrifice. I sacrifice sleep. It's good. It's good. My wife needs seven hours sleep. And I don't blame her because that's her makeup. But then she make over in meditation. I need four hours. If I sleep half an hour, my body aches. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. And I thank God that last 50 years, Lord had never, ever failed one hour. Read, meditate, grow spiritually. You know, have a desire for the truth of God's word. Uh, how can we? By remembering your life source. When you are born again, your life source is the word. Your life source is the word. You know, First Peter chapter 1 verse 25 says that the word of God is forever. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? The word of God is forever. And then, you know, the, 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 the best word in Isaiah chapter 55. Turn with me. It's so beautiful. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. I just love this word. This, this is so beautiful. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. Who will read loudly? Thank you, Mike. Thank you. If the word of God is eternal, if the word of God is coming from heaven, it will never return in void unless and until it fulfills its purpose. The word of God stands forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain. So, to grow in salvation and grow in the word, grow in the truth, you have to have this. Remember, Remembering your life source is the word. Then, when you approach the holy God, you have to search your own heart. Is there any sin? Eliminate the sin. Otherwise, the sin will block the truth. Right? Sin will block the truth. D.L. Moody, I think, he's the one who said, the word of God will keep you away from the Bible or the Bible will keep you away from the sin. Are you following the word of God will keep you away from sin or sin will keep you away from the word of God. So you need to check it out before you get into the scripture. Thoroughly admitting your need for God's truth as a newborn baby. You know, it's so important, the Bible, the word of God. You know, when, when Satan tempted Jesus Christ, how did he handle how did he handle? 
Satan told Jesus, uh, tempter told Jesus, uh, after 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, since you are the son of God, why don't you perform miracles so everybody will believe? Turn this stone and make a bread. Jesus did not say thank you for that suggestion. But he said, men shall not live by bread alone. Again, Psalm 119, hiding the word of God will help you in the times of temptation. Hiding the word of God, admitting your need for the word of God. Because you know the Bible, the truth will help you. Truth will become shield for you. And then the pursuing spiritual growth that you may grow. And then when you do all these things, then you survey. You evaluate. How did you come up? How did you grow spiritually? It's good to do inventory for your spiritual journey. It's very essential, very important. So, that is the second reason why we, why we ought to know the Bible. Thirdly, as we already said, so I'm not going to emphasize more, Psalm 119, verse 11, not to sin against God. Then fourthly, why know the Bible? Turn with me to Psalm 119, verse 38, please. Psalm 119, verse 38. Psalm 119, 38. Establish, so the fear of God come. The God's word bring reverence. Reverence. You know, my friends, this is missing today. The fear of God, the reverence, holy reverence. Is missing. But when you grow, the fear of God's word, reverence, I'm not fear like, like a slave was a fear of master. No, I'm not talking about that fear. I'm talking about the holy reverence of God. Holy reverence of God. And then, why to know the Bible? Well, you all know verse 105, chapter 119 of Psalm. And verse 105. Thy word is a lamp to my Amen. Lamp to my thy, thank you, Tim. Thy word is a lamp to my faith. Oh, hallelujah. What a, what a privilege. That Bible is a light to my path and guidance. And the word of God guides us, leads us. When you are on the crossroad, you do not know which direction, which way you go. The God Almighty do not give you birth and leave you on the trafficless light and say, mind your own business, go. You collided. Thank God that he has given us the Bible. He can guide us. The word of God guides us. It's a shield. Word of God is a shield. It will protect us. Again, friends, when you know the truth, 
the truth shields us, protects us. Because we are vulnerable in the world. But having said that, again, let me get back to why study the scripture? Because the scripture is sufficient. Do I need any extra biblical book, extra out of Bible, any book? Oh, friends, then the word of God is not complete. You remember in Psalm, Psalm 19 and verse 7, the, the law of the Lord is, hallelujah, not imperfect. The word of the Lord is perfect. The word of God doesn't need outside help to do the job. How many pastors think they need outside help? Oh, Bible is enough, my friends. It is sufficient. You know, Paul, we already memorized that verse in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. God's word is God, God has breathed his word, is it not? Is it not God has breathed his word is sufficient for everything? You know, for what? It is everything. I said already that all scripture is God breathed. For what? It is profitable. Hallelujah. Profitable. It's given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for the teaching. It's very important. That's why, friends, so wonderful that the word of God is preached every Lord's day, verse by verse. Teaching is important. So it is, it is profitable for doctrine, that is the teaching. It is profitable for reproof. You know, what is the reproof means for? Conviction. Conviction, word of God, convict person from their sin. You remember Paul, before King Agrippa, he was talking about, and what did King Agrippa say? Paul is enough. You already convicted me to be a Christian. You know, friends, only the word of God tells a person he's a sinner, is on his way to hell. Pastor cannot say that. Pastor's not, but the word of God. Word of God will tell that he is the only way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. There is no other way. You know, our grandson is eight years old. And his grandparents from Jenny's side, they're all Roman Catholics. Our Zion, eight years old, he was burdened for his grandparents. Last Monday, he said, Papa, he's told, he tell, tells me, Papa and Mama, Papa, I gave the gospel to my grandparents. I said, what? He said, I told them that if they don't believe Jesus Christ is the only way, they will go to hell. He said, he said, I'm not telling, Bible tells us. John 3, 16, then he, re he read, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believes in him shall not perish. He said, if you don't believe, you will perish. Boy, I said, good for you. Keep preaching, son. Keep preaching. That's so basic. It's so basic. It's reproof. And then it's correction. The Bible is for the correction. And then Bible is good for the instruction for the righteousness. 
how do I live in this crooked, wicked, cynical, sinful, hellbound world? Only the Bible gives me guidance to live righteous life. Only Bible gives me to live righteous life. So Paul writes that the man of God may be perfect. Oh, I love it. Perfect doesn't mean sinless. You know, my friends, do I, am Pastor Marty is perfect? Am I perfect? Are you perfect? No. We are all forgiven. We are forgiven. Our perfection comes when our eyes close and caught up of the air and say, we shall be like him. Hallelujah. That's the blessed hope we are living for every day. When you became born again believer, holy God declare you justified. Justified. And then every day, after justification, every day, by the word of God, he sanctifies us. And then, when we die, we'll be glorified. So right now, only two kinds of salvation we have. We are justified and we are sanctified. What the glorification is awaiting for all the believers. All the believers that we shall be. So that's what Paul is talking about. When the God has breathed his word, is profitable for doctrine, is profitable for conviction, is profitable for correction, it is profitable for instruction in righteousness. So the word of so the man of God is sufficient. That's what the word is. The word of God, then the man of God is sufficient, completely qualified. Qualified. The word of God make us qualified. Qualified. Well, now, any, any questions thus so far? Any question? Yes, Jim. Ask the lady of the house. Ten thirty or eleven sometimes. Not everybody like me. Please don't compare myself with your life. Everybody God made different. I'm different, you're different, everybody's different. But friends, when I made the covenant before God, 1967, September 14th. God has kept me faithful. It's not me. I'm dust. I'm dust. I return to the dust. But it's God. It is God. And he has never failed. And God will never fail you, my friends. God will never fail you. Any other? Thank you, Jim. That's personal. That's wonderful. I like it. I like it. That means you're paying attention. It's wonderful. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. You know, it's not just to sing, but you apply. Apply. B-I-B-L-E. Pastor Martin.